Be Wealthy and Smart, Episode 65. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. I'm so excited to bring you this episode of Be Wealthy and Smart because we're going to be talking about social media with social media expert and internet TV strategist, Kathy Stover. Kathy is a master with social media. She's going to talk about how to have a side hustle strategy so that you can use social media to make money and you can do it without having a website. So it's the perfect side hustle. Kathy actually got a Facebook page to have over 600,000 fans on it. And she's going to give you her strategies and just how she does this amazing work on social media, how she connects with people, how she gets reactions. It's really, really interesting. And at the end, Kathy and I are going to tell you our plans for how to learn more about side hustle strategies using social media and how you can make money. We'll tell our audience about what you do and what your background is. I am a social media strategist, internet TV expert, and Linda, I work with authors, speakers, transformational leaders, and business marketers. And what I do is I help them strategize their business, their marketing, and their social media platforms. Well, you've done social media for me personally and have been so successful at um, you know, getting my Facebook page going and getting likes and things like that. What is it about social media that you think is important today? Why do entrepreneurs need to be connected on social media? Well, I think it's important not just for the individual entrepreneur, but even brick and mortar and corporate entities out there as well, because it gives us an opportunity to connect with people in a more personal way than we can, even if we're meeting them on a one-on-one basis, because it allows us to put some information out there and gives us a space to share some of the things that we don't normally share in day-to-day conversations or even in day-to-day ongoing meetings. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, you and I have talked about how you know, Twitter is actually like sort of reaching into someone's mind and just seeing what their conversation is. You can literally get into the middle of their conversation now. And how Google isn't everything it used to be. You know, we used to go and Google people. Now I go to their Facebook page and look at what are they talking about? What conversation are they having? I look at their Twitter page to see that literal dialogue that they're having. I mean, it's, it's so amazing now. Well, it actually gives us a more intimate connection with people. Sometimes we don't share some of the things when we're in person or in an environment um, at work that we feel comfortable in doing when we're on the Internet. So it gives us an opportunity to learn a little bit more about individuals on a more personal level. We share things like family outings, vacations, some of the things that we like to eat and the things that we wear. So it just creates a different ambiance of connection for individuals. 
I mean, it's funny because just last night we were talking and I mentioned something on my Facebook page about The Voice. And as much as you and I have talked, we never talked about that we both are watching The Voice and like that show. So you actually <laughs> learned that from my Facebook page, which is kind of hilarious. Right. You never know what that's going to be. And sometimes it's even um, fun when we find out that we're connected to some of the same people that we didn't realize that we had connections with. Yes, Exactly. It just expands our world, really. Yeah, and how many times have you met someone and been a friend on Facebook and then met them in person? You know what, and there's something to be said about seeing somebody's photograph or, you know, reading some of their posts that they put on any of the social media platforms and then meeting them in person because oftentimes you feel like you've known them for a long time. It's not just through the connection of what you're reading and seeing. Right. So what an affiliate is and, and how it works, a company sells products by signing up either companies or individuals kind of like us, right? And we become affiliates who then market and sell products for them using different platforms to do that. So that could be social media, it could be blogs, it could be just links on your website. There's a multitude of ways to utilize affiliate programs and monetize your business. So probably one of the best known is Amazon, right? Yes. Amazon um, would probably be the most well-known and most recognized, but eBay has affiliate programs as well, and they're pretty big too. Oh, yeah. So on Amazon, we can sign up as an associate. They call it their Amazon Associates program. And it gives you a unique number that goes in a URL and a link, right? So then you can put that link out there. Then if people click on that and they go to Amazon to buy something, that then we're paid a commission. Is that right? Right. That link that you're talking about, what you are given when you sign up as an affiliate is a unique identification number. Different programs have different types of numbers and letters that they put together, but it is a unique identifier that can help them track wherever you put that link out. Okay, but it's interesting because not only will they pay you if someone you know, puts, clicks on the link for the product that you put out there, but if they buy something else on Amazon, you get paid commission too. That's awesome because what it does is it creates a cookie. And so it stays with that individual for a certain period of time. So in other words, if you put a book out there, let's say, with your unique affiliate URL or identifier, and I clicked on it to go look at that book. But when I got into Amazon, I started seeing other things, shoes and vitamin pills or something else, and I clicked on that and I placed an order for something else, then you receive the affiliate commission no matter what it is that I buy, even though I came in on the link to buy that book or to look to purchase that book. And you had a real-life story of something that happened recently where people came in for one purpose and then bought quite expensive items. Yeah, it was really interesting. They actually went in for a bottle of oil, like essence oil. I think it was lavender. And they ended up selling a garage door opener. It was like $389. Now, the bottle of oil was like $19.99, and they didn't even buy that. 
<laughs> so you never know what somebody's going to purchase when they take that door and open it up and go in and look at other things. Wow. That's amazing. That's so cool. So what's so interesting to me is that this is becoming such a huge trend that we're seeing many large companies do this. And in the financial services area, you know, right now we have certain companies like health insurance companies are doing it or TurboTax, uh, certain new investment companies. But some of the old you know, tried and true, still aren't there yet. And I'm waiting for them to get there because I'd like to have, you know, a particular brokerage company that I can bring people to and, you know, earn an affiliate commission for that. I think that would be really great for one that I particularly like to have. Well, you know, there's such power in that, Linda, and you're right. I, for the companies that are out there to identify the people who, like you, have got an amazing podcast going, and a fabulous website where people can go and look at the information that you're not only sharing via your podcast, but with the multitude of individuals that are following you through social media and your podcasting platform, it gives these corporations and these companies an additional avenue to reach individual consumers on a level that they probably haven't even thought about before. Something that you and I have talked about quite a bit. A lot of people, us included, do not spend time watching television like we used to, right? So if we're looking for something, we're on the Internet. And as we all know, you start looking at YouTube videos and even looking at websites nowadays, we're starting to get bombarded with ads. These people are smart. They know that we're starting to spend more time in these areas, so that's where they're pushing their revenue dollars. For, so for the opportunity for the everyday entrepreneurs just like us to be able to become affiliates for some of their programs is, bar none, one of the best things that you can do on the Internet right now to generate passive income. Awesome. And it's also really disrupting the whole advertising industry because not only do we have this affiliate link possibility, but we also have this way of targeting people so much more directly, like with Facebook ads, than we ever had before. Because, you know, you used to watch television and it would just reach everybody from, you know, five years old to 95 years old. But now with Facebook ads, we can really target and segment who we want to see the ads, right? Oh, absolutely. And that makes a difference because if you're going to spend money to advertise your business, you want to make sure that it's as targeted as it can be. And to be able to go into the demographics, not only by the amount of money that they make, gender, which is pretty general, but their, their definite interest in particular products, you can target these individuals and actually, as an affiliate, put offers before them that they're going to have interest in. So it's money well spent in your ads with that kind of targeting. Wow. So not only can you segment who you're sending them to, but also like at different times throughout the year, there might be certain seasonal things that are happening that people might want too, right? Absolutely. And, you know, when you think about it, right now with the holidays coming up, perfect time to be 
utilizing some of the affiliate programs and targeting individuals for their specific wants, needs, and desires. When anybody goes into Facebook, what is it that they ask us to do? What our favorite music is, what we like to eat, restaurants that we go to, they ask a kind of a, a whole list of questions and we, we fill it out. We put pictures in there, we let them know what it is that we like and they pull that information and with that, people who do affiliate marketing are able to go in through their ad program and target these individuals per the likes that they have, interests that they have, and that's specifically beneficial around holiday time, um, tax season, uh, Father's, Mother's Day, Easter, you name it. So they make it, I'm not going to say, I started to say easy. It's not an easy process. It takes some, you know, some training and some nuances to go in there and understand exactly how it works so that you're not spending 2 or $3 per click. But they do target it very, very well so that you can put products out there and sell them successfully. Yeah, and the other thing I've seen is people creating Facebook pages around particular interests that then they can put affiliate links on. So, for example, if there was some kind of sports, you know, page that people liked and then people could market, you know, golf equipment or or maybe it's just about golf. Maybe it's even niched down to just being about golf. Um, and people can then, you know, put all these affiliate links there and drive people to buy products and make a commission from that. Absolutely. And it's important, you know, the content piece is important as well, extremely important. That's something that Facebook, along with some of the other social media platforms, really want to see from us. So it's great that we put the information out there to pepper it, as I call it, with affiliate links, but providing great content for the folks. So when they come in, they're learning something and they're garnering something from the information that we're putting out there. Then it doesn't feel so salesy and it actually flows right in with the kind of content that we're providing. So if they click on the link, it seems very natural and organic. Yeah, so it's always good to offer value. And like you said, just amazing content that people are going to enjoy reading. And then those links are just kind of an, oh, by the way, or here's what I prefer. Or if you want to know what I use, this is, you know, my secret club or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So I know that you've worked with some pages on Facebook and gotten them to half a million fans. Can you talk about growing people's fan base on Facebook and give people any kind of tips for how to do that? Absolutely. I have a, a few clients, one that's um, over the half million mark now, in fact, over 600,000. And we have a couple that are in the 150. 280,000 range right now. That's, you know, that's taken some time. It's not an overnight, um, an overnight process. But I, I do want to say this, that if you identify who your target audience is, and you really listen to what it is that they want from you, where their pain points are, and Linda, you're, you're a brilliant at identifying those types of things with individuals. So if people really understand what that is and they provide the content and they listen all the time, you know, I, I've got to say, sometimes people think they do a few posts and they put it out there and it suffices because they have something up. But if you're really going to 
really going to provide good information for these folks that they can learn from and and take whatever it is that they get and move into a different direction, whatever that is for them, and really connect to these people, that's what makes it grow. And that's what makes it grow organically. It probably sounds really easy, but, but keeping your finger on the pulse of the folks that are coming to spend time with you and really sharing with them what it is that they're asking for. So in other words, you're giving them what they're asking for. They're going to keep coming and they're going to keep sharing with other people as well. So now there's this whole change in Facebook. It's, you know, it's sort of pay to play now where it used to be we could reach a lot of people for free, but it seems like our posts don't get seen by as many people now unless we pay for them. So engagement has become this big you know, buzzword. So can you tell people what engagement means and how they can get people more engaged on Facebook? Well, I think, again, you just have to keep kind of keep a watch on what it is that people are talking about, how they're responding. And for me, it's always testing. I, I've had other people ask me the same question, and there's no tried and true answer because it varies from individual to individual. I have some clients that I work some strategies with, and it's great, and I'll do the same thing with somebody else, and it doesn't work. So it all has to do with what your audience is asking for and how you keep them engaged is by testing and trying different things. Sometimes it's asking questions or it's doing polls. Um, sometimes it's just putting information out there and seeing how they respond to it. So again, it probably sounds pretty easy, but for me, and truthfully, there's no tried and true answer to that question other than to say that you need to have a pulse on the people that are coming to you, understand and know what your audience wants, and give them when they ask. And then test, test, test. So is engagement where it's just responses back and forth, where they say something, you say something, it's just people making comments, or is it more than that? Well, it's it, you know, it is more than that. Part of it is the give and take going back and forth and providing quality content so that they keep coming back for more. Hmm. Okay. Awesome. Well, you're so good at that, and it's really amazing to watch you at work and see what you're able to do because you can often get people to respond or think of great questions to ask to get people, you know, to get that conversation going. Well, you know, I think part of that, Linda, is I, I try to put myself in the position of, whomever is on the other side of the screen. So if I'm in my client's account and, and I look, I try to connect with them and get to a point where I feel like if it, you know, if I'm looking on the other side, what is it that I want to know? You know, what fascinates me? What connects me to this person? So those are the kinds of things that I do and that I test. That's amazing. That's really good. What about other platforms like LinkedIn and uh, Pinterest. What do you think about those platforms? You know, I love all platforms, and it's so interesting. When I do a strategy session, oftentimes I will, the individual I'm talking to will say, well, which one do you think I should be on the most? Or should I just participate in two or three? And I always say all of them. And that drives some of my peers nuts because they feel like it should just be one, two, or three. Others say the same thing. You should be on all. I think we should be on all. Does that mean all day long, every day? 
I think that you need to identify the social media platform that is most aligned with your business first. That's the one that you spend most time with. So if you're looking for corporate individuals, you're going to be on LinkedIn more. Should you be on Facebook and participating there? Absolutely. But it's a different crowd, and you're going to talk with them in a different way. But LinkedIn is a fabulous place to be able to connect with corporate individuals. It still is a place to look for jobs, if that's what you're looking for. And there's a great camaraderie, and a, it's a great place to go in and learn about different industries and fields if you're working in, an, in a corporate um, environment and space. If you're an individual entrepreneur, they give you avenues in there where you can share information in groups and with peers and actually garner business from that. It, it's a fabulous space, um, fabulous space. I absolutely love LinkedIn. Google Plus, on the other hand, it's, again, a different place, but you should be in there as well. Can you connect with people there and connect with influencers there? Yes, you can. And it's a great place to create groups and bring like-minded people together there. And, of course, we all know about Google Hangouts. So if you're in that space of creating Google Hangouts so that you can, um, you know, push them, they're connected to YouTube, as we know, um, you can create videos in there and have and, and have that to use to promote through the other social media channels. Twitter, again, that's an important space, too, but for a different reason. And, of course, we're all in Facebook, and that has its place um, for us in our business as well. Oh, and I miss Pinterest. I miss Pinterest. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to miss Pinterest. I love Pinterest. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of guys that I talk to, they'll say, well, yeah, my wife's on there, and she's always looking at recipes and pictures. Pinterest is a place that everybody should be because it is a phenomenal place to be able to promote your business as well. And, Linda, you do quite well in there. Yeah, Pinterest is amazing because the statistics show that people actually go to Pinterest to shop. They're either going to buy whatever pictures they save or they're like literally shopping at that point, you know, to go right out the door and buy something. Um, oftentimes, you know, people build wealth boards or have mansions or things like that. So it, it does, you know, kind of tend well to my space. But um, I've had a lot of fun, you know, creating pictures and boards and everything with that. And I find Pinterest to be a lot of fun. And also, you know, definitely brings traffic to my website. And some bloggers say that that is the social media site that brings them the most traffic, which is really interesting. Well, you know, and we've been talking about affiliate marketing. That is an excellent place to have an affiliate marketing program set up. Now, again, it's not going to be something that you want to saturate. There are some strategies that you can utilize that create some amazing boards in there, but it's a great way to monetize and extend um, your business with passive income. Oh, that's a great idea. That's something I haven't really taken advantage of on Pinterest yet, because uh, there's quite a few things that I could be showing over there that I haven't done yet. So thank you for the reminder on that. You're welcome. You know, I, I think the one social media platform for me that's the most difficult is LinkedIn. For some reason, I just have a hard time engaging 
on LinkedIn. I know there's groups and things like that, but it is an excellent source. It just tends to be the one that is not as, I think, user-friendly. Even Google+, Plus, I used to feel was a little bit difficult at first, but now I've gotten kind of a little bit more used to it, and I like it. And, you know, there's definitely a technology, sort of a more high-tech crowd over there, I would say. But, um, you know, definitely a high net worth. I mean, talk about luxury brand customers and attracting, you know, high-end clients. Certainly Facebook has high-end clients because most of the people are college-educated, have good jobs, own a computer. I mean, kind of by default, they're sort of the high-end of the market. So you, you tend to run across more high-end clients as a business when you are on these social media platforms, don't you think? Oh, Absolutely. And the thing about it is, again, you just have to target the market that you're looking for. Once you get that down, and, you know, I don't mean to be redundant, but that's something that you're really good at is helping individuals identify who their target market is, what their brand um, identification is. Once you have that kind of information, you can go into some of these social media platforms and really create a space and an ambiance where you're going to have and generate the kind of clients and the kind of customers that you want. Yeah, definitely. And I think the affiliate programs are such a good way for people to start because you don't really even need a website, do you? No, not at all. In fact, you and I have talked about that in the past. When I first started doing affiliate marketing, I mean, it was back when AdWords was the big thing. I mean, we're still using Google AdWords, but that's all you had. You didn't even have Facebook and Twitter. So absolutely, and that still works for today, you do not have to have a website to be able to participate in any affiliate marketing program. that's amazing. That's amazing. And then, you know, really the next level, once somebody, you know, is, I mean, you can use affiliate marketing at whatever level of business that you're in. You can use it if you're just starting and don't even have a website. You can use it if you're, if you've been in business for several years and you want to promote products and services that are aligned with you or that you recommend or you use. But then the next level kind of comes into play, and that is where you're a business owner, and you know how I feel about people having a business and creating wealth. It's so important. So you have a business that can now be created online, and I just did this side hustle podcast about how people can start in their spare time. They have a job already, and do a side hustle, or if you already have your own business, to just be aware of affiliate marketing that works with you, and the next level, which is really digital products. And... You know, when I started my business about four years ago, the big thing was all the physical products. So we had to have the physical CD, DVDs, you know, transcripts, binders, the whole thing. And we outsourced to a company who would, you know, make it when it was ordered and then ship it for us and that whole thing. And now people just really want digital. They don't want the physical product. They just want to download it right now. They don't want to wait for the shipping. They don't want to wait a week or two weeks for it to arrive. They want to get it right now. It's kind of like the difference between a Kindle and ordering a book on Amazon, right? right? right. <laughs> so, you know, now it's like when I go 
uh, yesterday I was ordering some books and I was like, okay, well, do I want this for my permanent library? Do I need the physical copy that I might want to go back and like highlight and underline? Or is this something I'm probably just going to read once and so I'll just, you know, have it delivered to my Kindle? I mean, there's actually a thought process about which way to do it now. But I think for most entrepreneurs, the digital road seems to be where people want to go. They just want the downloads, they want the ebook, they want, you know, the audio to listen to, they want the podcast to listen to. And it's such an exciting time because people can actually monetize their expertise, their knowledge, experience, and save people time and money. And it's just this is just mind-boggling to me because for very little cost, people can now monetize their knowledge and create a business around it and generate income. I'll tell you what, I have one client where we did some affiliate marketing recently, and when she saw that she had made a sale, she was so excited. It wasn't thousands of dollars. It was her first affiliate commission. And when you see that come in and know that you didn't have to put a whole lot of work into it, she connected it to something that had to do with her particular brand and business. She was thrilled thrilled. So if you can do that and have results that quickly, just think about if you put something behind it and have a whole process to go through to teach you how to take it from A to Z so that you can utilize it to its fullest, it's exciting. It is exciting. And that's why you and I talked about coming up with a course that people can actually learn all this and start from ground zero and actually learn how to be an affiliate and make commissions by representing companies, adding value, writing content around it, it, using social media. And I'm excited that we're going to be offering that next year. I'm excited about that too. It's going to change a lot of lives. There's so much to learn, and you, I believe, are the foremost expert because you've been doing this for so long. You've been successful at it yourself. You know so many little tips and tricks that I've never heard anyone else talk about. I'm excited to be able to bring this to my audience. So, Kathy, it's been so great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. It's been a real pleasure. Exciting to be on your show You've got so many great things going on with your podcast and on Be Wealthy and Smart, your website. I can't wait to see what next year is going to bring in. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. How can people get more from you or talk with you if they want to talk with you about their social media? They can email me at Kathy, and that's with a K, Kathy at KathyStover.com. They can go through my website, kathystover.com, and you can always reach me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm always hanging out somewhere. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy. Again, I just really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Have an awesome day. Thanks. You too. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.